Yeah, buddy. How was uh, how was that first show? Um, man, I'm pissed at myself for missing that. No, it's okay. Um, it was really fun. Just hearing. I mean, it lasted. It was over. It was over two hours. <laughs> it was supposed to be a 15 minute meet. <laughs> of course, you know. Yeah, Anders uh, came in. Justin called Anders. He was in his car, so Anders was driving. And his girlfriend turned on the phone. So he was doing part of the interview in his car. They dropped his girlfriend <laughs> off and he sat for an hour and a half in her parking lot to the rest of the interview there. Oh my um, gosh. The singer. So, that's great. Man. Yeah. So Andrews was great. Yeah. So apparently he's well, he sang in Lion's Share. And at Lion's Share okay. toured with Saxon back in like the early 2000s a couple of times. And so we were we were pushing, you know, we thought it'd be great to get a Saxon and Sorcerer tour you know, do a show together. I think they're going to be playing at the same show in Sweden in, in like July or something. So okay. I'm like, that'll be, that'll be awesome. But be it was funny, man. They were just sharing stories and it was just really cool. Um, Anders had a good time. He's like, you guys are really cool. Thanks for doing this, you know, setting it up. Um, I'm like, it was my pleasure. I was happy to, I felt like I'm hosting a summit. That's not, that's ah. not I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for it to go. Sure. You know, come and go. Hey there, Doug. How are you? Yo, can you hear me okay? You can, yeah. I All apologize. Right. Hey, I thought I had sent you that link before, and I, I apologize if I hadn't. I thought I had. No worries. Oh, I'm glad you came. Happy to yeah, be here. Glad to have Thanks you back. for inviting me again. Oh, our pleasure. Your, uh, your connection yeah. sounds a bit spotty, just letting you know. Um, the audio is, is a bit spotty, but uh, just. I'm on a new laptop, and I'm uh, so uh, this one is kind of. Uh, uh untested for me so i'm hoping that it works okay yeah so. if not you've got a great way of putting in you know new vocal effects for your show you know oh. that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we have some sickness in our party today which is why we're not all of us are here oh shucks so but it at least we can do the three of us that we'll have a good time anyway yeah that'll be fun yeah so we had a few other people i know uh, Dread Bull is feeling sick and uh, wild card. I don't know if you met Vic. I don't, I don't think I don't he was think here last time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just taking some time away from, uh, from social media. Mm. So, but yeah, I got my list of things and, and good stuff we can talk about. And I am, I am ready. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Um, well, we'll, we'll do our, we'll do our intro and intro. Uh, feel free to, to chime in with us and, and okay. Uh, all those good things like you you know the drill you've been here before i think i remember <laughs> yeah yeah well we use your outro every show i don't know if you've ever watched any more episodes <laughs> because i think it was like one of the best ones you know like you said the best podcast you've never heard before i'm like that is brilliant there you go and so it bookends it comes at the end of every show there so, you go i love yeah. it so thank you very much for that my pleasure yeah I want to thank you too. Like you, your episode was the first episode that we've gotten over a thousand views on. Nice. Um, so I was like, wow, this we, is we, amazing. We bring all the milkshakes to the yard. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> a little yeah. bit of this helping us out today too. So. Nice. Yeah. I, nice. I've got um, some new candies, some new goodies myself. Some, yes. Um, these are potent. Yeah. I uh I took some of these little little sativas um and uh, nine hours nine hours uh, I was like holy crap this is way too strong man 
know, you know. Do you just smoke or do you do edibles as well? I, I have tried edibles mm -hmm. and uh, edibles help when I'm like on a plane or I need mm -hmm. to just completely zone. But I tend to uh, like to dial in uh, the terpenes and the, the actual flower uh, to mm -hmm. like what I what I what I particularly enjoy. Uh, and so it, I feel like I have a little bit more control over it. Uh, and plus, I, I like, I like, you know, my wife uh, prefers me smoking this than cigars. Sure. So, so do you so, like cigars? Do you smoke cigars? I you know, occasionally uh, and, uh, and she'll occasionally smoke a cigar with me, but nice. it um, but maybe, you know, half a dozen a year. Sure. You know, where, yeah. where I where I smoke cannabis. Um, not every day, but mm -hmm. but but uh, relatively often. Good. We can all cut all this out, so don't worry. We don't. We're not gonna. Not gonna. I, you know, I've smoked on some of my reactions now, so the cat's oh, kind of out of the. It's out of the, the bag. Cat, the cat's kind of out of the. The bag. cannabis <laughs> is out of the bag. Okay, I feel bad. Too bad you didn't enjoy uh, King Diamond more, but that's okay. You know, it's an acquired taste. I get it. I will. I maybe it. I'll give it another shot. People <laughs> keep asking me to give Megadeth another shot. So oh, uh, yeah, you were the first person when you did Holy Wars. Everyone else is like talking about the time changes and the complexity of the song. And you're like, they're staying in the same key. It's rather boring. I'm like, oh, Doug, no, <laughs> you're missing the point. You know, I was like, oh, no, come on, man. Don't you hear it? Don't you hear it? Don't you hear it? Don't you hear it the same way I do? That's what yeah, I, love I was about just laughing. This. But it was great though, because you were right. It's in that same, it. same limited range. But, but as a, uh, but it's it's a really complex song. All the time I, changes and all those things. I need to give it another shot for sure. Yeah, uh, I <clears throat> I didn't mean to come off that that heavy, but like if if a reactor doesn't like oversell that yeah. this is the greatest thing I've ever heard mm -hmm. since yeah. yesterday on my on my last episode. You know, if, if a reactor is not doing that, I think it comes off as holy crap. I hated it. Uh, yeah I mean, that's that's not the case either no no I, I didn't get that as much as i mean you're but you're pointing out things that that most of us aren't hearing mm. because we're listening to the things that we are used to and hearing and the complexity of the melodies but not in the same the same key just like you're pointing out oh yeah e minor it's gotta be an iron maiden song you know um <laughs> you know this is where they live and uh that's that's great you know that's cool but but as a fan it it was it was you were focused on the syllable in focusing on that. And I was like, okay, but I'm glad you're going to try just as a person of who enjoys music. I hope the, mm -hmm. uh, the next viewing or listening is for a little, sure. little better for you. For sure. So, all right, I guess we better get rolling yes. into this year interview. Hey everybody. This is Justin from Sorcerer and Christian. And you guys are listening to and watching Heavy metal I am Montag, Master of Illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, I'm Chop Top, and this was a heavy year. Go ahead. And, and, and this is uh, the Daily Doug, Doug Helvering here, and uh, I, uh, I am enjoying myself on the, uh, the Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. That's right. And you are watching and listening yes. to Heavy, Heavy Metal. Metal. 
Kitties, on a very special episode of Heavy Metal Horror, we are doing a year in review. We're just going to talk about all the things that we've listened to and watched and eaten and drunk and smoke uh, in the last in the last year or so, and just kind of have a free-willing discussion. We've um, had a pretty monumental year, I would say, uh, the year of the lockdown, um, but it's kind of been all kinds of wonderful as well. And uh, so <sighs> thanks, Doug, for coming back, man. We really appreciate it. It is my pleasure. On the, on the Skype uh, or the Zoom here, it says Megan Helfring. I'm on my wife's computer. You could change that. I just realized I'm on I, I'm on her chat, but uh, I, I'm, my name is Doug, and I am I am pleased to be here. I'm going to change it for you. All right. How's, how's that? That was magical. Uh, that was. Uh, I uh, am on tag. Master of illusion. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you, you you bring credibility wherever you go. My there we go. That's about all I'm bringing, but I'll bring it. <laughs> That's the nicest thing someone said. Usually it's, you know, other kinds of words. You well, son of a bitch. You changed my name. I didn't even have to do it. That was wonderful. Well, um, let's, let's talk about some of the great things that we have seen this year. We're, we're, we'll, maybe we'll talk about some of the movies that we've, we've seen. Mm. Then we'll talk about TV shows and stuff like that. Um, so, so, Doug, have you seen any good movies this year? Movies. Wow. Um, you know, uh, one of the, uh, I've been really impressed with the new, uh, uh, musical movies. I mean, that, that stuff appeals to me. Uh, and, uh, so we've seen, I mean, the, the Hamilton movie, the pro shot that they did that Disney plus released mm -hmm. is, is the way that I was like, why can't all movie musicals just be the pro shot of the show? Because that was breathtaking to watch, you mm -hmm. know. But then they came out. I mean, Lin Manuel did um, uh, in the Heights, and it mm -hmm. was a wonderful. Uh, we have we are planning to see the new uh, version of West Side Story mm -hmm. that is out, and uh, I have heard very good things from my friends about that. So you know, whenever you know Hollywood tries to take on these you know big stories that use music as the main vehicle for the storytelling it's always fascinating to me to see how um you know the cinematographers and the directors all try to uh incorporate it and get it right because it's 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 not easy to take like a two and a half hour broadway show and condense it down into like a smaller movie package it, it's it's a different medium so uh but i've very much enjoyed that uh now i'm trying to think of i think it was soul the movie soul <laughs> The, yes, uh, animated thing on Disney Plus yeah. with the music with John Baptiste and the jazz wonderful, stuff. right? Love that movie. So uh, we haven't really ventured out for, to uh, the movie theater too much yet, but so most of the stuff we've seen has been uh, via streaming. But uh, yeah. those are some of the movies that uh, that come to mind. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the streaming as well. Um, and Hamilton, I didn't want to see it. I'm like, eh. um, but did, but my wife it, was insistent, and then. I what did that do? Did, did you blow your socks off? Come on now. Yeah. Well, I just, it just, I, I'm not that musical. I'm not much of a musical kind of person um, mm. as far as like musical theater. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, but I was blown away by um, the first time I heard actually the first song was it was on John Krasinski's show, a little 
good news i think he was doing on on youtube every right. week, like good news or this week or something um and it was it was like the first or second episode where a little girl wrote and how, said how much she loved hamilton and then the lin-manuel miranda and the rest of the cast of hamilton chimed in on the zoom call and all sang oh, for cool. her and i just sobbed because it was such a sweet moment mm. of giving to this girl and i thought oh my god and i thought i was just enamored with the song and it was all acapella sure and i'm like oh the voices are just gorgeous and so I go, okay i'll watch this mm. and i was pulled in i'm like oh i've seen it i think three or four times now um and after you see the first time you're just you, you know you're blown away and now you can watch mm -hmm. it again and see the movement in the theater floor that spins and it's amazing it's a gorgeous production um mm -hmm. it was like like the first time or like when i saw uh ka which was the the uh Cirque du Soleil uh, right. production, which I normally don't like the Cirque du Soleil with all the clowns, but this was like an Asian inspired martial arts kind of thing, but it was just mesmerizing. So mm. yeah, I loved uh, Hamilton. I think it's brilliant. I mean, it was I, so good. I think it's Shakespearean good. Uh, the alliteration, the rhyme, the, the poetry, mm -hmm. the storytelling uh, is uh, as good as you know, most humans have ever done it's oh, yeah. it's really fantastic and the thing that's so from a composer point of view the thing that is so um that 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 just drove me over the edges is uh the ensemble the way that different characters interact within one scene and the and the dialogue is musically set and every single syllable moves the story forward that mm -hmm. doesn't happen very often yeah and it, it's just a, an unbelievable feat of, mm -hmm. of storytelling and of language. It's, it's, it's. Yeah. Uh, rhyme and meter. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. beyond anything I expected. And the, the three sisters I thought had some of the most beautiful harmonies together. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it was just enough to make you weep. It was so pretty, yeah. you know, and. I'm uh, excited yeah. that I got you guys talking about musical theater on, yeah. the, on the last uh, uh, episode. This will be the last show. This actually episode will be airing on the 31st. So I'll be darned. Yeah. Um, Happy I mean, New Year, y'all. Thank you. Yes, everyone. <laughs> I think Happy the last musical that I'd actually seen and enjoyed was ha um, Camelot. Huh. I was really big into King Arthur when I was a teenager. And so I, mm. I watched it, but it, it's just not been something that I really was into. I mean, I've seen the the movies growing up like Grease and other, other, you know, the kind of musical movies, but it's not something I gravitate towards. Um, yeah. but, but this was something so magnificent that it completely unhinged like me. Sondheim. Okay. You'd like Sondheim. Give like Into the Woods or Sunday in the Park with George uh, All right. a try. Uh, I will. Great shows. Great shows. Yeah, I like that. So anyone Sondheim, out there? So Sondheim is the link between like classic American musical theater and the new age of musical theater because okay. Sondheim wrote the lyrics to West Side Story with Leonard, with Leonard Bernstein. Okay. And he also studied as a teenager with Oscar Hammerstein himself. Oscar Hammerstein was like a second dad to Stephen Sondheim and, and uh, you know, mentored him as a kid. And then Sondheim mentored uh, not only Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda, but uh, Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom, as, ah. as, and many others. So he's a direct conduit and wrote, uh, like re reinvented American musical theater uh, in the uh, in the seventies because nice. it was kind of it was kind of nobody knew what, what was happening in the mm -hmm. early seventies, 
And uh, yeah, so if you want to give musical theater another shot and you don't want to listen to cats show tunes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, right. Uh, I saw, I liked the musical, the video version there because there's a cat who I thought was pretty hot. I'm like, I don't know who she is, but okay, she's pretty hot. <laughs> you know, the music can just go away. I'm not talking I, about the new version with the I have cats. not watched that. I, I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, Lloyd Webber fan. Mm, no, I like his grills. The Weber grills, I enjoy those, you know, for when I cook out, but I, I don't want to see his musicals. <laughs> Different spelling. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I'm not that high, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so but I, the, I will definitely check that out. I, and and I did stuff. want to say, as you mentioned Rent, not to, to walk over you, I have a connection with Rent. Oh, yeah? Um, yes, my, my very first movie that I made in 2014, Monster of Party Beach, the character of Miss Brown is played by Melissa Javorek, who actually was starring in Rent at the time on Broadway. Cool. And uh, so she traded up to be in my movie. So, you know, that's what I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, kids. Check out Monster Party Beach. Um, so... Uh, that's awesome. I, I will check out some Sondheim because I will give it a chance. Um, and, and, and I, I'd love like into the would, woods. Into the woods would be a great, uh, like movie to watch over the holidays with your family. Um, <clears throat> it's like an adult take on classic fairy tales. Okay. Uh, cool. you know, and, uh, it's wonderful. And the movie, the movie version is quite good. Excellent. I will I'll be definitely, I mean, I'm glad I have this, you know, being recorded. So I will, take notes uh, copious notes afterwards and start looking these up um excellent chop top uh any uh any movies uh for you this year that you've you've seen yeah yeah i uh of course heavy metal horror and i mostly mostly what i watch is horror but uh uh conjuring three that was pretty good um gosh i actually like the uh uh what was it just released venom let there be carnage that was a lot of fun Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Uh, rented that off a of stream, you know, and uh, pretty funny too. Um, trying to think anything else. Uh, man, so many movies. Uh, sometimes I don't have a lot of time to watch a lot of movies. So uh, I really like the Netflix uh, series. Uh, what was it called, Mark? The Armante, the, uh, oh, the one about the priest and Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Was yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. that, Doug? I have not seen that. Oh, I think my wife may have. Yeah, that's really good. Hell yes. On. Yeah, that is, you savor that one. I need to stop watching the British Bake Off. And, and, no, that's uh, great, too. To, that's great, too. You get the Paul Hollywood handshake, right? Yeah, well, you know, uh, whenever I get hungry, I'm like, well, that's half of my sweets because I, yeah. I just re- get it throughout. Then I don't have to eat. You know. <laughs> Did you see the special with, with the, the cast of the Dairy Girls? Have you seen that no. show, The Dairy Girls, the, on the Netflix? It's about girls who live in Northern Ireland, North Ireland. Right, right. Well, they do a holiday baking show, a, a special on the Great British Bake Off. Um, Put and that on the list. It's wonderful. Because those girls are delightful. I mean, there's... I should do a reaction to that. Yes. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Soggy Bottoms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite things, you had mentioned Disney a couple times. Um, have you seen Cruella? I didn't oh, uh, that, watch watch oh, the new yeah. one, but I do yeah. have Disney, so it uh, um, well worth the watch. It is awesome. delicious, and when we have the two main actresses on on at the same time, they are 
mesmerizing to watch hmm. they just chew the scenery in the most delightful ways um the one and- time we got to go to a taping of the tonight show with jimmy fallon was when emma stone was a guest so we got to be there when they did like a lip sync off and we were in the the uh the audience for that that was a lot of fun that's been five or six years ago well, that's great emma stone's wonderful I, I i adore her yeah she's great um and she's just wonderful as cruella and the costumes are magnificent um yeah it is it is it is a wickedly fun movie um definitely uh another let's see another one that i'm going to recommend movie wise um well dune dune is out i'm not sure if you saw the first part of mm-hmm. um villeneuve's dune that's yeah. yeah. i have not seen either dune so i am well, a, there are three versions now uh-oh yeah the new yeah. one so i didn't the i thought fir- it was an old one and a new one there's there's two old ones there's or? a middle one there's the david lynch's one in 1984 which okay. looked looked really pretty but was kind of a disaster um then there was a sci-fi channel version like a mini series hmm. that came out in the mid 90s that was pretty um, good early 2000 maybe that one's actually really quite good. Hmm. Um, and then there's the new Villeneuve Dune, which is gorgeous. I mean, it's sumptuous. Do I and, have to watch the old ones? Uh, no, no. I just I, watch the new one. You could just watch the new one. I think the Sci-Fi Channel version, the miniseries, actually does a really good job explaining the story. But so does this okay. new one. Um, it's only part one. I think part two they're going to start shooting next year. Um, but it is really luscious, you know, hmm. to look at. Yeah. So it's definitely worth it. I'm not sure. Are, have you read the books? No. Okay. Uh, I'm only uh, vaguely familiar with the story. I think one of the tunes that we looked at on the channel was uh, based on it or, or used some of the source material from it. Oh, and Iron Maiden, Tatema Land? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yes. it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I remember uh, coming across some of the backstory of Dune when yeah. reading in for that, but it's, it's been a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's a, that's a really good watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, Another another one I think is wonderful. I'm not sure if it's, it might be also on Netflix. Uh, My Octopus Teacher. Have you hmm. heard of that? Cool. I have not. It's a it's a documentary about um, a, a diver who meets this octopus, um, you know, and for the next nine months or so has this relationship with this octopus. Um, the octopus kind of comes to know him and identify him and, uh, and he observes this octopus throughout this octopus's life cycle. And mm. it is, it's kind of beautiful and heartbreaking all at the same time, you know, um, but it, it's, a, it's, it's transcendent in a way of, cool. of teaching you how to relook at life and how smart these animals are um, and how they, the connection between human and animal, you know, that's a, that's something that I think we as humans have been too arrogant and conceded to know that we're, we're really, we're really close. They're, they're more human than, than most of us sometimes, you know, it's quite, it's a lovely movie. My octopus. It's kind of the golden age of television. There's some wonderful, wonderful stuff that's that's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. Streaming has, has made like, I mean, if it was, wasn't for the plague, I would go and enjoy uh, the movie theater because I like Mm -hmm. going to see something on the big screen, but now that movies are coming out like in the same day at, at home, it's like, uh, I think I'd rather just watch it at home and not be worried about people talking, you know, yeah, or on their phones. Because um, if I spill the nacho cheese on my sweatpants, <laughs> then I, I don't have to worry about looking like an idiot in public, you know? Right. So, right. So it's, right. It's, 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 it's much easier. 
exactly to, to navigate <laughs> yeah and i and do you can... enjoy the big screen as well you know especially mm -hmm. for this the movies that have the cinematography that really demands yeah that, that sort mm -hmm. of immersion yeah for it, sure and dune would be one of those movies you would want to oh. see it on the biggest screen that you have Got it. um it's it's definitely worth that um i think another movie that i, I left out the of course, big horror fan that I am, and my horror icon is Michael Myers. So Halloween Kills, when I streamed that and I watched, it, I was like, "Oh, it's great." Uh, over the top, a little bit, a little silly, but what horror movie isn't at times, mm. right? So, uh, but yeah, I think I counted. Michael Myers had twenty-seven kills in that film. <laughs> he just blows it up, but uh, it's highly entertaining. And like I said, uh, yeah, it's another so film if, I wanted to plug in there. So here's my question to y'all. So when I was a kid, I am, I am not into scary things. I think we talked about that the last mm -hmm. time. When I was like, you know, seven or eight years old, I got scared by the Goonies, you know, that, and now it's one of my favorite movies. But if oh. I was to try to go back and get into really good uh, horror movies, uh, like which one, where do I start? <sighs> and and like here, <laughs> The Exorcist. Uh, no, I think no. We got to ease it in, man. Oh, that's right. right. We, we got to ease, ease it. In. All right. Yeah, All we're right. not doing a porn here. We're not hitting backdoor <laughs> immediately. We got to. We got to. You know, just the tip, man. Um, <clears throat> I would start with something atmospheric and kind of creepy and moody to kind of get you in there. I would start with a movie called The Witch. I think The Witch is a is a slower paced horror movie. You're not going to have things jumping out at you, but like, I don't mind thrillers. Like I, I enjoy M night Shyamalan uh, movies. Yeah. Well, uh, this, like the, the village was, is fascinating to me. I love mm -hmm. that. And the sixth sense, you know, is not really yeah. you know, a horror, I, I would think, but you know, the, the, but that those suspenseful movies, I really enjoy. The it's, witch has that vibe. Yeah. It's and, and I, that one is quite good. Uh, a movie called the ritual which is a, mm -hmm. um, a another horror Netflix that came how, out again this year. How That's, old is The Witch? Because uh, a couple years old. Um, it oh, stars okay. so Anna, Anna Taylor, was Anna Taylor Young, Anya Taylor Young, the one who was in The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, it was an early film of hers. And it's it's set, I think, in the 18th century or so, late 18th century, early 19th century. Cool. Yeah, probably, probably late. In probably yes, seventeen hundreds. Um, She's a witch, burner. No, yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's 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 a very kind of a movie full of like foreboding, and it's a heavy movie, but that's it's a gentle, it's a gentle enough horror film to get you in. There's not jump scares, mm -hmm. but like like Chop Top mentioned, I mean, The Exorcist is like the litmus test. I mean, that's that's the movie that neither of us will watch in the dark alone. Um, still to this day, <laughs> yeah. I, I would yeah, also. I got I got like halfway into the room for Poltergeist, like, uh, it, it, and just it, it scarred me. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. no, thank you. Yeah. I, will, I will come back another day. Um, I, I think another one that's really atmospheric and a classic, and me and Monte really enjoy too. The original, The Haunting. Yeah, that's a good that's one. A fantastic, very atmospheric. Uh, well, was that in the '60s? I'm yeah, 19. Or... I think '63. '63. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always fascinated too. And creepy. Yeah. I'm always fascinated too by the soundtracks to these suspenseful movies and how they orally keep us in suspense as well. I, I learned a lot of tricks from mm -hmm. uh, just paying attention to what uh, the soundtracks do, even if there's not really music happening. You know, right. just the sound design that's put into these films, I, I tend to pay attention to. If I'm getting too scared of what I'm seeing on, on the screen, I, I'm just paying attention to what 
what happens with the music so yeah i will uh, i'll look these up thank you for these suggestions. oh you're welcome uh, last one i would recommend would be like the descent um i think that's a really a fun horror movie um claustrophobic yes feeling yeah i watched that with my grandma years ago she loved that mm. movie um so yeah and they they all have uh yeah that that's a good sampling start cool. with yeah. well if you can watch sondheim then i can watch the haunting so. yeah i'd be happy to um <laughs> are you into action flicks at all sure. Like, sure did you see nobody with bob odenkirk no also on netflix i believe I see that. Yeah. oh my god if you like like the john wick kind of movies um yeah, yeah. you're gonna love it it, cool. it is it is just brutal and wonderful yes. uh yeah. yeah nobody is it was so so good hmm. um comedy wise another series that's on apple uh ted lasso um have you heard of that you've seen that i have seen all <laughs> all of it okay and, and, and megan and i are, are are a fan we've actually watched a couple of the episodes twice yes yeah and uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful wonderful television show. Jake and Sudeikis is from Kansas City, where where we lived for several oh. years. Yeah, where he went to high school it was like uh, six miles from where we lived for a while. And uh, and Paul Rudd is from Kansas City as well. And uh, it's uh, it's just a neat uh, thing to to see um, uh, him doing such good work. It's, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful show. It really is. Um, I think the Christmas episode that came out earlier this year, because it was a little off because of the COVID, was one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Um, you and I agree. Yeah, we have we have showed uh, the. It's funny. We have shown the Christmas episode to people who have not ever seen the the show and said this is the best thirty eight minutes of Christmas or holiday themed television that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like in any genre, if you want a feel-good Christmas show, yeah, you don't need any. Uh, you don't need to know the characters. You don't need anything. You just 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 hang in, and and uh, it and it never fails. It's season hmm. two, episode four. Yeah, it's beautiful, um, and yeah. it's 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 become prerequisite seasonal viewing. Absolutely, right up there with Christmas Story, Love Actually. You know all these other uh, mm-hmm. films vacation. that get to, yeah. yeah, you know, and we've, it's, it's, we, we've gotten our Christmas vacation. And actually, just earlier this afternoon, we we finished. We were doing some more decorating. We watched Elf, you know, yeah. which is one of our favorites as well. Yeah, yeah. So, they're cute together. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Will Ferrell's always funny, and or no, Zoe see they should know uh she's just adorable you know in this movie and to the two of them together there's just this chemistry that's palpable there is speaking of netflix there is a little series on netflix a documentary series called the movies that made us yes and there is an episode of that on elf on the making of elf and it's a fascinating uh you know, trip through like 45 or 48 minutes of of this little Mm. documentary behind the scenes of how they made it first time uh, screenwriter like John Favreau who directed it only I think directed one other movie producers that were new to the game and uh, no and like they had to really convince uh, the the people at the at the studio to uh, to allow Will Ferrell to be the lead in the movie because at that point like the only thing they had seen him in was old school mm-hmm. or night at the Roxbury. <clears throat> And, uh, and, and they go through the story of how it, everything was cast and how it was shot. And uh, it's, it was just one, like the stop motion animation. And then it's, 
like really a father son uh, or a, a, a you know a son finding a father story sure. but it's based a lot on rudolph like the old stop motion animation rudolph even down to the colors and the costumes mm-hmm. you know it's just fascinating oh. to to see that stuff and uh, and it's a wonderful wonderful little movie oh it's delightful yeah. um yeah, the the new Christmas movies that with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are really wonderful too. I'm not sure if you've seen those. Um, they're also on Netflix, I believe, or Hulu. Uh, maybe it's Netflix. I forget their name, but Chris, you know, uh, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, and uh, mm. Goldie Hawn plays Mrs. Claus, hmm. and they are just so cute together. You can't stand it because they haven't seen those yet. Yeah, they're they're really delightful. Um, definitely children's fantasies. I mean, sure. Kurt Russell looks amazing as Santa Claus. I mean, you know. I, he's one of my favorite actors and he my, can, you know, my I watched wife him and I, since he was a kid, you know? Yeah. My wife and I, a couple of days ago on Netflix, we watched a new one called uh, it's a boy called Christmas. Yes. And, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's, a lo- it's a lovely, lovely uh, uh, movie. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, thank goodness for our storytellers who uh, keep us entertained and inspire us. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Since you're on Netflix, have you seen squid game? No, my wife has, and and she hasn't told me much other than mm-hmm. the, that that it's just uh, really heavy. So it, yes, I found that yeah. most Korean dramas there's a pathos that is a and it has a heaviness to them. It, it leaks over into their horror as well because this straddles mm-hmm. both. It's mostly a drama, very intense, but mm-hmm. like the Train Busan, which is a Korean horror film, um, there is a pathos and a heaviness deals with the human emotion that is sometimes devoid of most like American horror films. Like you're not going to get that in the last Halloween kills, you know, it's just like body count, but this one, there is, there is something, you know, you, you are made to feel for these characters and then you care about what happens. So yes, squid Mm. game, I think would, would definitely, uh, you recommend it. I I do recommend it as well as another one. Um, a couple that are on TV and on Hulu, uh, what we do in the shadows. Do you, are you familiar with that? I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Okay. Oh, it started off as a movie, uh, a documentary about some vampires living together in this uh, house. And they're getting ready to go to this big annual you know, vampire event. Um, and it's hysterical. Hmm. Uh, and then the series is even funnier. And yeah. yes, I, I hardly recommend you because each of the characters, vampires have a really fun personality hmm. and they really have a hard time interacting with the the modern world because you know they just don't fit in and they they can't um but yes what we do in the shadows is delightful uh as is a show that's called wellington paranormal Hmm. um it's a kiwi it's an um it's a kiwi series and it is kind of loosely connected to what we do in the shadows it's about a police force who investigates paranormal you know, uh, activities. And it's, if you, if you like, like Peter Jackson and the uh, other, other kinds of directors and humorists from, from that area of the world, uh, you will find, uh, you know, New Zealand, um, there's a very t- distinct kind of humor. It's kind of dry. Mm. The delivery is really trying to dry and fast. You have to pay attention to it, which I find to be brilliant because they don't, uh, try to wait to make sure everyone gets it they're just kind of plowing along hmm. but yeah wellington paranormal is uh, another one i i recommend as well if you can find it it might be on it's on regular tv and it's also um here here's that. one that i think you guys might might actually really enjoy this is something i think that's under the radar 
this was a show that we saw right at the beginning of the pandemic, like March of 2020. It's called Dispatches from Elsewhere. And it's the coolest thing. I actually had to bring it up so I could kind of tell you about it. It's Jason, it's Jason Siegel is the, the guy who is behind it. And it's just uh, one season. And it's based on a real uh, place, a real sort of uh, underground community based in San Francisco. But they shot this in Philadelphia. And it's trippy. It's... Um, it's about finding uh, the um, looking for the good around you, finding the essence in life. And it's shot on the streets of Philadelphia. It's a love letter to the city. And Jason Siegel writes and stars in it. Sally Field is in it. Wow. Uh, R- Richard Grant is, is in it. And he's awesome in it. Uh, if you can find it, it was released on, um, on, on AMC. Okay. In America. And uh, it was, it's just one season. It's like 10 episodes and that's it. But it was, it was a hoot to follow. It really, really was. We enjoyed that one a lot. Okay. Is it dispatches or dispatchers from elsewhere? Dispatches. Dispatch. Okay. Excellent. I've got it written down Yeah, uh, in my must see. It's really cool. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I love that. Another great series. A couple of them that I caught during this year was uh, on Peacock. One of them was uh, Mr. Mercedes, based hmm. on a Stephen King story. Um, a lot, mostly it's like three seasons now. A lot of drama, uh, a lot of uh, guest stars come in each uh, episode, um, and it's just wonderful. And then the other one is on HBO Max. It's called The Outsider. That's based on Stephen King's book, hmm. his novels, and that's just one season. And that I read the book, and it pretty much follows everything. Uh, I think there's like nine or ten episodes, and then it's done. Cool. But, Great acting, uh, just wonderful, wonderful show. So excellent. Did Doctor Sleep come out this year too, or was that last year? I think it was last year. Was it last think, year? Yeah. Okay. I, I like Doctor Sleep. I did. Quite yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It it, it wasn't uh, tremendous, but it, I thought it was it kept my attention. It was it was right. it was done well. And Re- yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, I mean, beyond being beautiful, I mean, she did a great job as Rose mm-hmm. the Hat. I mean, Bill yeah, so, she's I mean, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Dr. Sleep, Doug? No. It's the sequel to The Shining. Ah, okay. So we're taking, you know, thank you, Mrs. Torrance. We're taking, he's all grown up and trying to deal with the trauma of what happened at the Overlook. And um, and then kind of gets pulled in once again. I think I think I remember seeing the trailer for that, but I didn't, I, I haven't seen it. So, yeah. cool. I'm yeah. going to have quite the laundry list. I need to just <laughs> take a vacation for like a month. Yeah. And then we'll get caught up on all of the stories. Yeah, you'll start doing movie reviews, movie reactions, which is which is a growing thing, a trending thing now I've seen. It is. I, I actually out. follow a couple of, of uh, folks that do that. It's an interesting way to go back. Actually, their editing skills are, are half the the value. Mm-hmm. You know, their personality is, but if you've if if you've got a classic movie that you enjoy that like, hey, I've got 30 minutes while I'm cooking, I'll just watch the highlights while somebody mm-hmm. else, you know, you can you know it's 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 kind of cool like oh yeah, yeah i remember how that goes now yeah there's um, three of them or so i watch um hmm. and it, it's there's one dasha from russia she hmm. i like because you know it's, it's nice seeing they're all most of them are, are pretty young like you know in their 20s or early 30s so they they have watching movies like saving private ryan or star wars for the first time you know and it's just like 
getting to seeing that joy it's it's like mm-hmm. watching reviewers you know reactioners like you it's like hearing yeah. you review a piece of music that i've loved for decades and having that kind of appreciation show that's what makes it enjoyable like oh yeah i remember yeah. feeling that way you know it's it's the expectation of an experience that you've already had and it's universal like if you cook something for somebody and you've already tasted it you want to see how they react mm-hmm. it can be uh, applied to many many different things and we're fascinated with those things because it connects us yeah uh you know in our in our uh, human spirit you know like it, mm-hmm. oh uh, the way that i react to that is validated because they did the same thing or hey they react how is that different and mm-hmm. it's it always helps us we're always comparing you know how our brain works compared to somebody else's and uh it's 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 really a lot of fun uh, these communities and uh mm-hmm. and and you really feel like you get a chance to you know to to know people mm-hmm. i've got people that you know think of you know they've like written me and they think of me as a friend i'm like well that's good yeah because uh, i think of y'all as as friends and colleagues and and just community members and it's 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 just one of the the good things to come out of you know access to broadband and video and streaming and the whole nine it's it's um it's really been lovely for me to to get to grow uh, my own online community for the past year or so yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And, and to, to meet new people that way and mm-hmm. to have people interacting with your site is, is kind of awesome. Um, it means they're watching and they care and they're, you know, they're involved and they've, they've invested, which is, which is really quite amazing. It's like, uh, you know, watching as I, I knew, like when you first did Pisces, Ginger, we were all, everyone's waiting for the moment when you hear Tatiana <laughs> breaking the ground and I, you know that's like that's like the money shot moment you know like ah here it is um but but your community though you've expanded it quite a bit to not just reviews but you also have like a whole group where you talk food and wine cooking um how how did uh how did that evolve oh gosh i well we started uh we we did seven or eight little vignette videos of uh like uh just me cooking and it was during the first part of the pandemic. I was bored out of my mind. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, if, if, if none of the restaurants are open or, or you know, and we're going to cook at home and we're going to like cut up and have fun, then why don't you just film me and, and I'll learn how to video edit as we go. And so that was just one of the things that, you know, we, so that was like in March, April, May, June of 2020. And then I didn't start my, my vlog, The Daily Doug, until like August or September of 2020 and then i didn't even start doing music reviews as a as a thing until january of this year so it's it's really taken off and it's it's been really steady for the last four or five months but uh with uh you know this month we've had some really uh you know great uh, reactions and and a lot of people looking at the videos and so we're we're going pretty fast right now which is just wonderful for us mm-hmm. and uh we're getting ready for 2022 and trying yeah. to, to just figure out how to keep riding the wave and and having a good time yeah your your numbers have exploded yeah you know mm-hmm. which is i mean kudos to you that's awesome thank you you know we hit we hit a hundred thousand subscribers uh around the first or second week of august and uh we, we passed 160 just a couple days ago Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it's chugging. So 
Yeah, because yeah. we were talking about that in an episode like before the show, and because we knew we were coming on, and we were you know looking forward to talking with you, and we we're like, because uh, we were getting ready to do the Dream Theater album, we were going to talk mm. about, it, and we're like, Doug interviewed Jordan Rudis. How the hell does that happen? You know, and I said probably because he's got one hundred forty thousand subscribers. You, you know, wanna, you actually want to know the story? I do. Yes. So here's how the Jordan Rudis thing came about. So, um. I think I had posted something having to do. Oh, it was the, um, it was when I did the Metropolis, uh, the entire scenes from a memory uh, album. And that was in the early part of, of August. And that ended up getting put on uh, some dream theater uh, social media. And somebody had tagged Jordan to make sure he had seen it. And I got a, a, a message from, um, now I can't remember her name, but a lady that helps Jordan with his social media. And she reached out to me and said, you know, this is great. Thank you for doing this. Jordan has seen it. Um, if you ever want to talk about, you know, with him about what he does and like some of his uh, own solo music, let us know. And so uh, I was like, great, you know, when, when, when we, when the time's right, we'll, we'll fit it in. And then I had one of our uh, patrons uh, re like remind me like, Hey, weren't you going to do something with Jordan? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I just wrote him on Facebook. Uh, I just sent him a message. And literally within like 20 minutes later, he says, yeah, cool. Um, and then so I asked like what when a day was. And so he picked a day. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the day that the album is dropping. He says, yeah, it's going to be our media day that day. I have that day blocked out for media. So you're in the three o'clock slot. I'm like, thank you. I'll see you then. Awesome. awesome. And literally the conversation was we, uh, I was planning on just starting it and then saying, okay, now we start and I can just kind of slice in there, but we, it was just off and rolling from as soon as we logged on. So what you see, I think I only clipped like two or three seconds of just uh, us making the connection and then off it went on the zoom. And it was a fun conversation. Uh, and I'm, you know, he's uh, one of the world's best uh, keyboard players uh, yeah. uh, in any genre at any time. And uh, it was what you hear on scenes from a memory. You hear yeah. that, that especially in the dance of eternity, you hear the his thing, range. The thing know. that I really like about his playing is that he can play virtuosically whenever he feels like it, you know, but he play he, when he's not playing virtuosically he he plays with so much rhythmic integrity and feeling and and phrasing that uh uh he's almost a chameleon like he can play if, if you want him to play keyboards in a in a country band he could do that for you and make it sound great you know but you know if you're in a blues band he can do that as well you know if you're in a like you know the world's leading you know symphonic metal not you know or prog metal band you know sky's the limit and, and it was just a lot of fun talking and of course when he started showing me some of his uh toys the ipad toys and I'm yeah. like, the fact that the guy's playing on like the new dream theater album on an ipad app and that's the instrument that's that's being used there as a solo instrument i'm like wow y'all y'all are doing something i'm not but uh, we're sure appreciative you know, one yeah. of his other projects, Doug, is, is very cool and instrumental four pieces, Liquid Tension Experiment. Mm -hmm. John Petrucci and uh, Portnoy, and then, of course, Jordan's in there. And uh, 
Tony I've Franklin. Listened, they, I've listened. So when the when LTE three came out, I took a look at uh, the uh, the Rhapsody in Blue uh, version that they did, and that's you know based on the you know the older uh, you know classic uh, version, and um, was was just blown away by it. I haven't listened to much other of LTE, but that reminds me, I need to get back to some of their stuff too. Just wonderful. Yeah. The great thing is we're not running out of repertoire, are we? No, right. There's plenty, there's plenty to look at. Yeah, it, it's almost it, it is a like a new golden age of entertainment in a, in a way that uh that, you know with the television especially you know i when i realize i look at my dvd collection or stuff and or the stuff i have saved you know um on, on my computer or whatnot it's like i'm never gonna ever never gonna enter watch it all you know you have to start realizing you can't see it all so you have to be start becoming more selective but the fact that we have yeah. so much choice is astonishing to me. I mean, there is just so much content out there. It and, almost and makes it good. hard, right? Yeah. You get there, you get to, you, okay, we've had dinner, we've sat down, it's 8.30, we've got a couple hours, what are we going to watch tonight? And then 45 minutes later, you're arguing over which app on the television you're going to, which streaming service you're going to filter your choices through. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's overwhelming at times. Yeah, you get this paralysis Mm -hmm. where you know you're, you want to make sure it's the right thing to watch it's like we um, almost watch apple tv for a month and then we watch hbo for a month and then we watch mm -hmm. that one for a month so that we can just you know because if if, all, if it's all on the table like i don't know which food to grab first <laughs> right well it's, like, yeah. well it's like one of one of my big problems and montag always razzes me about it is the collector's curse because i have so many cds that you know and i even i i amaze me i look at it, i'm never going to get through all this in my life why do i keep but it's a true curse it exists so collector's curse is real i keep asking why are you doing this man trade all I that do. crappy stuff in on a car a new computer yeah. <laughs> i just like that i mean i i love i love the physical content the actual cd i, I love the, the the artwork i love the liner notes the lyrics i i just even sounds better to me than that's just me i miss that i miss that i don't think i've bought a recording that's actually on something physical in a decade yes wow. you i know. still remember the last cd i bought it was uh, king diamond uh the puppet master 2008 oh. i think or yeah. five or something right yeah yeah and it still has that smell like albums when you would buy an album the vinyl has a smell the cd booklets and cassette booklets yeah that always kind of smelled new. sweet there was a sweetness to the ink and like almost like opening a box a bag of pez or something like how do they make it smell you know so sweet mm -hmm. yeah do you remember the last <laughs> physical media you bought Doug? Mm. well i mean i've got some like uh pro pro it was actually probably a, a a christmas cd from from the school where i taught uh, uh to to help out our, our students um, this is probably the last one I actually, I actually bought, but from like a commercial standpoint, like a pop rock thing, I, I can't even, I don't even know. I, it was, it was probably like before my doctorate and, oh, wow. um, and that's been 15 years, you know, uh, we have a great, you know, digital library, but you know, it's funny. We've used less and less space on our, uh, bookshelves. Our bookshelves are filled with art. Uh, instead of a whole bunch of and books instead of a whole bunch of cds anymore like over the years we've just ripped them into our library and you know as we move from one place to another we we kind of you know the cds just kind of get broken or or 
you know, unusable and, and it kind of, the digital kind of takes over. So, yeah. I, but I do miss holding, holding the artwork and in, in, like in reading through the booklet and just kind of, you know, living with it as, as a full piece. I, I, I do miss that. When I went to CDs, you know, here's the old man in me. <clears throat> um, <laughs> it was, it was the CDs seemed to, you know, become smaller. So artwork seemed to become more minimal in, in some ways, depending on the band. But like when you had an album, you know, some, you get that out, you get that nice, you know, 11 or 12 by 12 piece of artwork. Sometimes you would like hang it like a poster, you know, and I had albums like that, um, you know, or you get those crazy liner notes, you know, the big liner notes, or you get booklets or, you know, in the case of Kiss Alive too, you got tattoos, mm. um, you know, and you just don't get that kind of stuff in a CD. You know, you might get booklets, but you're not. Remember when CDs like first came out, didn't they like at the Tower Records or whatever, like the CD is like this big, but they were in a box. like Huge box. Big. Right. Yeah. Right. Waste the cardboard so much. Yeah. And then they realized, hey, you know, we don't, we don't have to put that in that box. Yes. That was the first, <laughs> I think, first uh, CD that I was there with um, Dreadbull. And I think um, the first CD he might have bought was Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. I, that might have been the first one I picked up as well like when i first got my cd player I, I went to the local exchange record exchange and they had a bunch of used cds so i'm like getting iron maiden for like four bucks i'm like yeah this is the way to do it you know you <laughs> so yeah. i uh, the all, I, I do remember the first actual cd that i ever bought and which is trick it was just a trick of the timing because uh my family happened to get a new vehicle it was a pontiac bonneville and the bonneville had a cd player in it but there wasn't a cd player in the house and so uh, I worked at the mall and I went and got Eric Clapton unplugged on CD and then played it on the way home. That was the first CD that, that, uh, that I bought. That was like 92, 93, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Very nice. And when you hear that clarity, like on a decent set of speakers, it's amazing. Kind of breathtaking, mm. you know, not to have the it's scratches of the albums. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so now, well, now I, that we're talking about, we're talking about music, I guess we can go into What's my favorite uh, new music you everybody's got to listen to? This, yeah. This band here. You've heard, you've been listening to so much music this right. year, Doug. <laughs> I mean, I know there has to be some standouts and, and surprises. That was the one thing I really wanted to get from you. Is like, now that you've been doing this for so long um, and you're coming back to certain bands and I can tell you're appreciating their music. Mm. Um, are, and I know, I know you're becoming fans of some of these bands, but there has to be a few standouts for you. Like, like, Oh my, I never, my favorites this. are not the favorites of, of, of my audience, uh, at least by view count. I'm okay. trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to get to, I like that. I'd love that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm look, so the, my, but you know, like I, I recently did something on Jackson Brown and not many people watched it, but I really did because it was important to me. Um, there was, uh, like, I really like this band called Lake Street Dive, and I did a, like just a play along episode with them that not many people watch, but that's perfectly fine. But, um, let's see, I had no idea that Frank Zappa was as good as he is, mm -hmm. uh, before this year. I went into the first time doing Frank, a bunch of people saying, Yeah, you need to do Zappa, and of course, like, for me. Zappa was notorious. Oh, that's that eccentric guy who was, you know, and um, and I never even listened to his music. So I had no basis uh, mm -hmm. except ignorance to come at. And and the first thing I, I, I looked at uh, was Inca Rhodes. And I was like, holy crap, 
<laughs> you know, especially because I read in on it and like he, they're not just like improvising in a, a very good jam band. He's making these compositions and expecting his musicians to to play all this stuff down to the to the letter like they're a studio band, like a, yeah. like a really fantastic jazz band. And um, I'm uh, the, the more that I've uncovered of him, uh, he uh, his brain fascinates me because he's not writing um ex i mean experimental music he's not asking he's using traditional for the most part traditional instruments in traditional ways he's not asking for like you know a violin player to play on the back of the neck or to hit the thing you know or um or anything else uh but uh, the sounds are so fresh and and so um just inspired to be something new from what we're used to hearing. I, I've really enjoyed him. Um, a couple of bands that have become like, uh, that I uh, listen to for pleasure now that I found on the channel. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Big Big Train. They are a prog band from Britain and I've absolutely loved their sound. And they recently had a, a, a pretty uh, major uh, blow to them their lead singer was killed in an accident wow. uh at uh like in the beginning of this month or like oh, it's, wow. it's right 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 after how uh or uh, right after thanksgiving like late november and uh i think the latest is like they're canceling some tour stuff coming up to try to figure out what's going on but um uh nick di virgilio uh from uh originally from spock's beard is their drummer and he and he's a singer a good singer as well and and they've got like eight or nine piece band and it's it's just up my alley yeah i really really enjoy that stuff um yeah spock's beard's a, a really great band i didn't mm, know yeah. marillion before this year i really have liked them um uh, who else uh, just kind of going through here uh just just getting to know um like I did, I knew the 1980s Genesis. I didn't know the 1970s Genesis. That's been fun to get back. It's a different animal, isn't it? Yeah, With Peter Gabriel at the helm. Yeah, and quite frankly, to take some of my my newer things, I thought that I knew Pink Floyd, and holy crap, I did not. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, you know, the, the couple of of the one of the songs that like everybody knows, but I've gotten into some of their their uh, albums and. Um, the songs that I have heard from them before are put more in context and um, I just really jive with them and their point of view and their mm -hmm. music. It's, it's really, really cool. Like going back to animals and metal and, and those yeah. earlier records. Yeah. Cause it's sonically so different, but you, you hear that, you know, pre dark side of the moon, you hear that in animals, you hear that mm -hmm. in metal, the, the beginnings of all those things. Um, and then they have some really, really odd, stuff uh <clears throat> excuse me like you know adam hart mother and, and saucer full of secrets it's just like it's hard so so we did some adam hart mother on the channel mm -hmm. and i was like that this is like an experimental psychedelic band this is not a mainstream rock and roll ensemble you know the, the at least not by that sound right uh so it's it's just been um a really great uh continuing education for me this year uh just to kind of set this course of um uh, intentional listening and and sharing it and mm -hmm. um uh the hard part is you get to the uh, you know to every week and have to figure out you know 
of all of those songs, which ones get included this week. And, mm -hmm. and I've got um, a, a whole lot of people that are asking me to react to stuff, which is heartwarming. It really is. People are, are trusting me with songs that are, that are important to them. And they want to know what I think. So I, I absolutely love it. A lot of times people are like, uh, I know what. Uh, everybody uh, sends their most obscure choice. You know, it's like, dude, there's this band from the 1980s in Croatia that nobody's heard of <laughs> that you have to put on your channel. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can at this yeah. point. But uh, so I'm trying to find a vehicle for some of those more um, like, golden goose eggs type sure. type tracks you know yeah uh, and how to put them, because i think people would gravitate to them uh uh pretty well it's just it's hard to get them um in the channel when the channel's growing and every, and and uh i've got more uh like like larger you know like tent pole pieces of these genres to get to uh maybe in the future uh we'll we'll uh we'll strike out and kind of go on the on the wider path a bit um, yeah or have like a separate like you're going to have this as a designated like one one reaction a month is going to be this kind of off the beaten path kind of thing like where you do those experimental that's what we're talking choices. about yeah and, and, and what we're That'd trying cool, to do man. now that we have so many um episodes you know we're closing in on on close to 300 episodes now it's crazy good um and now that we have so many, we're starting to like, we have to give these folks a little bit easier time to navigate the back catalog because a lot of these videos are evergreens. They really doesn't matter when they were done. You know, people go, they, they tell me they go back and listen to my like close to the edge reaction, which I did, I think in May, you know, people have said, I've listened to that like five or six or more times. And uh, um, we need, we, we're trying to find like these playlists where we can sort of, you know, like you like metal Mondays, here's all the metal Mondays. If you like the masterpiece Fridays, here's all of those. And, you know, we're trying like weird Wednesdays is something new. And, and, you know, my little brother, the DJ Jan series, you know, so we're, you know, we've got different ways to try to organize a lot of what we're, uh, what we're up to. Um, and I'm hoping to get into like jazz and soundtracks and, and mm -hmm. uh, more, th more things. Uh, so guy's a limit there's there's a lot of music to get through so yeah and i'm yeah. going to be one of those people who suggest something i know i gave suggestions before um you know some, right. some of work out i got my computer up okay uh when we interviewed matt thompson a while ago he's the drummer for king diamond hmm. um matt thompson has done all he does all kinds of other music another one of his projects is a band called shaolin death squad and they are a progressive metal band with beautiful like melodic harmonies that like you would see in like king's x and these other bands from texas um their their one album i want to suggest is I called i can't believe it, i spelled that right when i shout s-a-h yeah i suggest intelligent design intelligent. you can go to youtube but you can listen to the whole album there i would just the first song is is a terrible way to use a sword hmm. um which if you like that song, you're going to love the rest of it. it. All right. Yeah. And there's a video of him like doing a play along um, on another channel, but I would suggest listening to the, 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 the album version first. Cool. Um, and they would like dress up in like, you know, it's based on the Shaolin death squad, the movie. So they're all oh. wearing their Shaolin kind of costumes on stage. Um, but it's, it is kind of this great combination of like jazz and the harmonies um are so beautiful um mm. 
they might just make you weep in a way, you know, I, I, I could not listen to that album enough. I must've listened to that album 200 times uh, after awesome. discovering it. Like, Oh my God, this, this, this is like the, my new favorite band, you know? Um, so yeah. Shaolin non sequitur. Is- do you like the movie high fidelity? Uh, yes, you know I it? do. I do. So I know. You, I have not seen it for a long time. When you but said yes. Shaolin death squad. I, I, I immediately thought uh, Sonic death monkey. Yes. Is what I, is what right. I, right <laughs> yes uh, jack black but let, let me know what you think of of that you know if you want to send me an email sometime you don't sure. you don't have to do a review i think it would be really good to review because it will catch you off guard it will be like oh oh all these time changes all these all these different things are putting oh, it together oh boy i know it's 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 a beautiful frankenstein um <laughs> monster yeah it is it is uh, all kinds of gorgeous all right Every track on an album has brings something to it that is just like surprising and like, oh my God, these, it's not just progressive groove. You know, there, there are sensibilities in here that there are times where it reminds me a little bit of Pink Floyd, a little bit of, of, um, oh, there's a couple other bands that, uh, I, I get this, but it's also completely new. It's like it's jazz, you know, it's, it's this beautiful jazz. So uh, it may be the best way to describe it. But, but anyway, cool. there's my offering for you. I, I hope you. that you take a chance on them. I will. Yeah. Top Top, you got anything? Yeah, I was just going to say it was a wonderful year, I thought, for releases. And, of course, I'm mostly metal and all that. Not like a hard rock, metal, classic rock. That's kind of my thing. Uh, but uh, I thought the new Dead Daisies album with Glenn Hughes on vocals is fantastic. That guy still wails like he did with deep purple or even track ah. back in the days uh he's probably my second favorite favorite vocalist of all time so um i also like the new black label society doom crew inc with zach wild on guitar it's probably maybe maybe their best album they've released and they're up to number 11 or number 12 i think hmm. um also like the new maiden sinjutsu i thought there was some refreshing things in there it's steer from the path a little bit more and uh it's pretty consistent I mean, hell, on, hell, hell on earth that last song i just that's a beautiful i love that song yeah that um, was we got that one on the channel it's been a while mm-hmm. since i did some maiden i'm actually got some maiden coming up before the end of the year oh nice on, on the channel so i need to pick your brains on on which one we actually should do yeah right. well you want to you want to pick our brains or you want to do it after the show uh okay we can do that hang on a second let me yeah. pull up i gotta figure out how many uh so i've got a playlist for uh my um iron maiden songs because uh i so i've done the parchment hell on earth uh stratego i've done the writing on the wall clairvoyant sign of the cross infinite dreams run to the hills the longest day passiondale the prophecy dance of death Phantom of the Opera, Blood Brothers, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Alexander the Great, Hallowed Be Thy Night. Good Lord. Al, uh, quite a bit. Empire of the Clouds, yeah. uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and the very first one was Fear of the Dark. So I haven't done one in a while because I think I got through a lot of the, the like the biggies. So the question is like, like I wanted to go back at the at the end of the year. I think the Monday after Christmas, I'm going to do a, a Maiden Monday and a, and like a Metallica Monday, like double header. Yeah, to think because the uh, the fans of those two bands specifically have made our metal Mondays like one of our our best uh, like series on the channel in terms of views and and uh, and how many people are are, re- are responding to it. So I want to come back to those two bands before the end of the year. The question is like, 
something off the new album, something classic, some, you know, what do you guys think? I, I, I would go, go with, I, I, well, I was going to say uh, Power Slave, the title track off that album. That'd be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I would also go with uh, maybe the title track off Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. That's he did that. Interesting. He did Moonchild. Moonchild. Yeah, I was going to suggest Moonchild. Seven Son of the Seven. Oh. Yes, Moonchild is the opening track on that album, which oh. I think is a ripper. Um, and yeah, I, Power Slave is really great. I think it sounds better on the live after death version, but you mm-hmm. don't typically do live versions though too much. Um, I, I, I if if I've got a good live version, I actually usually prefer it. But, uh, what tends to happen. I like live versions, but um, those are a little, uh, I, what ends up happening is I get a, not only a, an audio mm-hmm. copyright claim, but I get a visual copyright t- claim as well. And that's okay. where I end up getting blocks. So it, it's it's difficult mm-hmm. sometimes. I do have some of the Iron Maiden stuff that's live. That, that's Live after live. death. I would go with the version from live after death. If you can, for Power Slave. Um, for, Power Slave. Okay. for Power Slave. Moonchild came after that era. Um, but Moonchild, you want to do from the album, and if you can get the Live After Death version of of Power Slave, I would, I could, I would do that. Um, and I'm going to go back way back in the early catalog when Paul Diano was singing for them, and I'm going to Ooh. suggest Prodigal Son, which I think is is a really beautiful song. It was one of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar. Actually, nice. when I was in college, I had an Iron Maiden songbook, and I always have liked that song. Um, now the Maiden stuff that from those first two albums is way different than what that you hear on Number of the Beast. They were really coming into their own, so okay. it's a lot more punky. Those first couple albums, you'll hear a lot of punk sounds. Because um, you did, did you do uh, Phantom of the Opera? You said yes. Okay, so that's yeah. that's that era. Um, okay. But Prodigal yeah, Son really. is actually pretty late. It's a pretty mild, pretty mellow song. Okay. So yeah, I would recommend those Moonchild. Power Slave, yeah, like like Chop Top said, and then Prodigal Son, which um, gotcha. I, yeah, I think that's really good. They're not going to be as complex. Power Slave is pretty good. Moonchild, Moonchild, you may not think is complex. I've um, kind of gotten over myself with that. Okay, um, you know, uh, there's as much as I'd like to think that um, that I have a relatively open mind, and um, but there is a bit of like as you learn more about music there tends to get a little bit of music snobbery like i know that and you don't you know but the and the problem is you get to the point where you start thinking of music having value by how complex it is and i think it's a false uh, it's 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 a wrong way to approach it it is art there is some music that is designed to be complex for the sake of being complex or virtuosic for the sake of being virtuosic because they're showpieces. That's what they're designed to do. Um, That's true in any genre, Um, whether it be bluegrass or metal or classical or jazz or what have you. I mean, there's always those showpieces where some unbelievably talented performer gets up on stage and says, watch this shit, y'all. And they just, you know, it's unbelievable. Um, But it's these... uh, it's these bands that uh, like I got over myself, you know, because the musical language that these uh, that folks use to to communicate to other people is the language that they that they use. And over my time as a, a professor of composition specifically, I had to learn how to uh, 
uh, react to the sounds that students or people were bringing to me with as little um, judgment as possible because I have to react to what they're giving me because they're being vulnerable and get in and sharing that with me and asking me, hey, what do you think? How can I make this better? And if I react to something with, mm, you know, then just a, ver just a facial cue can, um, can be detrimental, especially if it's a student uh, professor type situation. So I am accustomed to just proactively trying to approach any new sound or any new song that I hear on the level uh, and, uh, if, and, and just call it out as I see it and try to start figuring out, uh, especially with how the lyrics go, like they're, they're combining these sounds with these lyrics. And if I know that the, that the chords are, and the melodies go this way to that way to that way and how they're moving, then I can try to, to start uh, drawing parallels into how they're expressing uh, things musically and just, you know, that's my brain. I'm, I'm an analytical, you know, observer. I have been all my life. Uh, and I've really come to admire uh, Iron Maiden. I've, got, I've, I've gotten through enough of their main songs that, you know, after about the fifth or sixth one, I was like, sounds the same. You know, uh, I think I've got them pegged. And then I was like, do I really need to keep doing them? But, but after... Uh, you know, the fans just, at, you know, wanted me to keep going. And I really started to get into realizing that, that, that this band um, is one of the best selling uh, and, and best touring bands of all time for a reason. They put the work in, the music is, is, is wonderful. It's consistent. They're not talking about sex, drug and, and rock and roll. They're talking about real stuff. They're, Ex expressing their view of, of the world around them through the, the musical sounds that are most impactful to them. And there's a whole lot of people that vibe with it. And um, it's important to take notice. Uh, that's how I approach it now. So the fact that, uh, you know, if it use, uses three chords, that's fine. Pink Floyd used three chords. Sure. I mean, I used, um, uh, we did uh, the rest of, um, wish you were here on Friday uh, a, a little bit ago and um, those three songs in a row in the middle part of that album are all in E minor they have three songs back to back on the same album and I thought as I was listening to wish you were here I'm like if this was Iron Maiden I'd be I'd be saying something why don't I say something here I'm like oh by the way all three three three, three songs are in E minor <laughs> no it's a guitar key what are you gonna do yeah. yeah, and it works for them, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Um, and I, I I appreciate that, Doug. That that um, I think with all of us, it's easy to get into a rut of what we like and what we don't. And that's one thing that this show has forced me to do is listen to and expand my musical horizons. Not like bands like oh I don't want to listen to that. As much as you get into a rut, like I'm not mm -hmm. looking for new music. I have to be exposed with our savant shop top who buys everything in the world and says, Hey guys, you got to listen to this or, or wildcard Vic, who is a, in a thrash metal band and has a huge CD collection too. And he's like, Hey guys, you got to listen to this. And when I do, I'm like, Oh wow, th this is awesome. It's kind of like you, but without a public forum, I'm like mm -hmm. always finding new bands, you know, which is, which is amazing. Um, and I, I really appreciate that you, how you look at music and and like when you're listening to opeth uh bands like that which which i kind of accidentally discovered it's like you get this 
you're amazed at what they can do, you know, and, and you're very vocal about that. And, yeah. and that and speaking of Opeth, I'm going to give you a deep track that I don't think anyone has ever, ever discussed. And I want to see if you would just as a potential for you, it's not going to yeah. be a big song. It's called river. Ah, uh, have you heard of that? It's on the list. It's on the list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. My brother's been asking for it. And a few other people have as well. Yes. It's, it's on the, the thing about Michael that's, that struck me is he's such a, a, a naturally gifted composer. He's his, he, he's not been formally trained. And uh, so some of the ways that he goes from sound to sound is unconventional, unconventional, but it's, that's what makes it so unique. And uh, like I, I one, in one of the um, songs of theirs, I can't remember which one, I was like, those three chords should never be in the same phrase. <laughs> How did they do that? Uh, but uh, I've really gotten to like Opeth. They're one of the only bands of all of these bands that I have actually experienced live. Oh, you got to see them. I got to see them oh, at nice. Radio City Music Hall with my brother. Oh. Uh, it was uh, in early October of 2016. And it was one of those things where uh, he just happened to be in town. And he's like, hey, uh, we're going to Opeth tonight. Nice. And I'm like, okay, fine. Megan's was like, the Sorceress? Ahead. Was that the Sorceress tour? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I, I, I can barely keep up. The problem with for me was like I already have a thing about the intensity of the of the double kick sometimes yes. um, where we were like we thought we had great seats and we had shitty seats because uh, and there's not too many shitty seats at um, at Radio City but uh, we were like eight rows back on the first balcony like in the center and we thought you know like eight rows back in the first balcony is going to normally be a really great seat but it was the back row mm. of the first balcony and the overhang was right over you so you oh. were in the only spot in the entire huge hall where there was a, a a ceiling and that big frequency bass just attacked us sure and like the first three songs i'm i could like i was like holy crap right <laughs> all right. i could hear was the bass uh, and so we had to, we moved up higher and it was a much better experience. Uh, good good thing he, you weren't at a Slayer concert, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was the, but, uh, it, it was amazing how different it sounded. It's just, it was just those low frequencies got trapped sure. in that one little part of that big hall oh. radio city. If you've ever been in New York, uh, you know, those, those streets uh, aren't, there's not very much space in between them, you know, uh, like 46th street, 47th street, you know, those blocks are relatively short. That hall, Radio City, is one of the only ones in, in Midtown where this the hall is literally the, the width of an entire city block. It's a huge hall. Wow. Um, yeah, like the stage doors on either side are like go to the street, you know, so it, it barely fits in New York. And so it's a huge place. And then that one little spot is the only spot. <laughs> we just happened to be there. But uh, after we moved, I thoroughly enjoyed that concert. So the river. Uh, I think will be one of the next Opeth ones I get to. In the excellent. Year. Excellent. I look forward to that. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. it, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to say anything. Um, so I'll just leave it to you. I'm looking forward to that, right. but it is, it is refreshing. Um, and, and you're probably going to be surprised a little bit. All right. Um, so it. yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's awesome. Uh, you're listening wow. to new music every day is Christmas, you know, really, you know, it's like yeah. something new. There's always yeah. room for more, you know, uh, 
don't don't feel like you know like if i listen to if i like this then that's going to miss or like displace this somehow and i already like this but there's always room for more i i I heartily agree you know if if we had not if i had not done the research into matt thompson uh because he's done other you know his other projects i would never have came across shaolin death squad um and i i love it i mean other bands i've liked had new albums out this year like ginger had a new album come out um and uh um Oh, I, I just had them written down. Uh, was it Arch Enemy and a, mm. a new album, you know, which was, I think, brutal. I mean, it was <laughs> super heavy, you know. Uh, yeah, I've really, I've really been getting into, um, um, I can't believe it took me this long to really pay attention. Listen, Mastodon, I think mm. they got a very interesting sound. There's something going on. There's a little bit of yeah, progressive going on there, and then you got direct metal, and it's almost like... Uh, they throw other influences in there. Some, it, it's very interesting. I really like the new album, Hushed and Grim. And uh, Tear Drinker is a, a really cool song. Great melody didn't, in that. Didn't we see them, Chop? We went to a, was it at the World Series of Metal? I think they were playing, like, I just caught like the last song or two of their set. Or no, hmm. maybe I was going to see someone else. But I remember hearing just one or one or two songs. And it was just. Maybe, maybe. But I, I, remember I, I never really got into, I never really, well, I could have. They've got quite a discography now but mm-hmm. uh, i just got that hushed and grim after i heard a tear drink and i like it's a it's a double cd set and uh it's really interesting and mm. um yeah they just got an interesting sound and, and like i said there's some progression stuff going there almost like uh opef on a different level and they're out mm. of georgia and stuff but i i really dig them pretty cool we got mastodon i did I, i've done one of their pieces on the channel uh it was i did uh oblivion mm. by then by them so i um really liked it too yeah i seen so, that one doug yeah i seen that episode so we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see if we can get some more mastodon yeah i just i think it's very interesting it's kind of refreshing because you get like it's another m band i love m bands that are metal because it fits on mondays we can have maiden mondays metallica mondays and mastodon mondays heck yeah triple m all right yeah <laughs> alliteration is my friend yeah, it's just, it's wonder, it's refreshing, you know, and sometimes, like we said, we get caught in a rut, and we're used to it, oh, okay, it's the same thing, we're going to listen to it, and it's like, then you just take a chance, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm cool with this, oh, that's what happened with Mastodon, with me, so. It doesn't always work, but when it does, it's wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes initial reactions kind of change over time, you got to give it a taste and come back to it, because you know, six months from six months, we're that we're different listeners than we were at one time, you know, sure. and uh, so I, I love that. And, um, you know, and it's just so fun watching you because you do bands that I, I, I've not really listened to Macedon, although hearing them live, it was like, it was just not a band that was on my radar. The same thing with Arch Enemy. I've heard their couple of their songs, um, but it's not a band I go to. But when mm. you, when you do a review and I hear a new song or a new band, I'm like, hmm, okay well now i'm gonna give this give this band a try because of that so i i i really appreciate watching music reviews usually i seek out songs i know you know when you queens Rike or those other bands like okay but i think it's refreshing to hear new music like you said and and uh it challenges me to to push my own boundaries out of my own comfort zone which is always good i'm also starting to include uh music that i already know 
as like a play along instead of an actual like reaction. Like, so like, I, like I've heard silent lucidity dozens of times, but we included it on the channel and it was a fun one to, uh, to include, even if it wasn't a first reaction um, and nobody complained, uh, yeah. you know, so it's, it's just a slightly different way of, of doing that. So I, I like that because, you know, um, I'm not, I haven't been completely under a rock, so I wouldn't want mm-hmm. you know, a really great song to be, uh, excluded from my channel just because i happen to have heard it before yeah uh so we're just kind of uh following uh the uh the desires of the community and, and learning as we go mm-hmm. and i think you did take hold of the flame too. the live version did you you did the live version of that right i uh of uh of silent lucidity queen's take hold of the flame i don't th- uh, have you done that one from the 1986 live in tokyo that's that's I don't think uh, I, did. <laughs> I know chop i can see your face um, oh, phenomenal yeah. yeah um i yeah so the only so the i've only done three queen's Rike songs uh walk in the shadows sweet sister mary and silent lucidity oh, are the only three that i've done you didn't do eyes yeah. of a stranger oh my goodness okay yeah. well there's there's definitely more there and and i know yeah. i think those are on the the list is like this Huge oh, behemoth. Of course. You know? It's Queen Strike. I mean, they're they're hugely popular. Um Yeah, we've right. had a lot of people on our Patreon. Uh actually they were in the running to get uh, a full listen. We have a series called the uh Extended Play Lounge, uh, where we do like full album listens over on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh and those are normally done by popular poll within the community. And Operation Mindcrime has been in the running a couple times, it hasn't quite won out yet. Yeah. It's it's a seminal album. I mean, it is it is a masterpiece. I think of yeah. not just metal. Um, definitely, when we were doing our Queensrÿche bottoms up and some of our best albums of the of the eighties, uh, that album consistently mm. among all oh, of yeah. us. It it was just because it's such a good record. Yeah, but yeah, if 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 you do the uh, take hold of the flame, find the take live version the from nineteen eighty six live in Tokyo. All right. Um, you'll you'll hear the full power of Jeff Tate. Uh, his voice uh, at its full potency and uh oh my god it will give you chills you know yeah awesome yeah excellent oh um well what are your plans for the i mean i know your channel's exploding which is fantastic Mm. but do you have any have any other like plans for this new year things that you want to accomplish things that are just just for you um I, I do want to get back to composing. I haven't done much uh, this, you know, this year. We've been focusing on growing this as almost a new business uh, for us. And uh, so I'm hoping to uh, continue cultivating uh, this business and, and be able to jump into, you know, uh, doing the, the reactions. Or they're almost like mini music lessons uh, uh, built into the reaction themselves. Uh, which is natural because uh, I'm a music teacher by trade. So that's kind of the point of view where I come from. But uh, a lot of people have been asking for uh, some curriculum, uh, like just, hey, uh, if I want to get to know the basics, I don't understand a lot what you're talking about. Can you can you just like, just can we be in your classroom? I'm like, we can do that. But I have to like create the content and create the curriculum and, and build that a, a little bit more than just uh, reacting in real time and, and, and filming it. So I'm hoping to build some of that. And, um, you know, by the middle of the year, we're hoping to um, be at a level where uh, we can be a little more autonomous, too. We're looking at, uh, for the first time, 
uh, thinking like, hey, where in the world could we, would we want to live? Because uh, as long as we've got a good wired connection and access to our computer, um, sky's the limit. Yeah. So uh, we're, you know, uh, our lease is up in July, so I'm not sure where we'll end up. But uh, so we're currently sort of uh, just, you know, we've been married, you know, 20 years and we've always had to live where we found gigs, uh-huh. you know. And so now it's 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 a little more um, um, opening up and, and I'm excited to maybe get to travel a, bit, a little bit more. And um and you know, hopefully the pandemic ebbs and and we can you know get out and experience the you know the wide wide world a little bit more. So that's what I'm hoping for. But I also am hoping to to write some. Some people have been asking me to to try writing an epic prog song because we have a lot of people over on my Patreon that also play instruments. And they're like, hey, if you need some session musicians, just let us know. That's awesome. That's I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I just got to find a point of view and find a hook for, for what I want to say. And then maybe that could be, you know, uh, a fun new project. I've never tried writing for an ensemble like that, other than just, you know, kicking song ideas around in my college band, you know, and that's been mm-hmm. 20, 20 something years. So cool. College bands are great. What kind of music did you play in your college? Oh, we just band? played rock covers. Uh, you know, the classic, you know, you know, Mellencamp, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, honestly, whatever the guitar player could play. Sure. Honestly. Yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a guitar class and cause I've been a drummer. I played drums since when I was 10. And then, uh, I took a guitar class when I was 20 and then started to playing and then like immediately started like getting a band together so you know like whatever seven chords i could play like oh i could do these bar chords so no i i totally get it man but there's nothing that's that's like a fun time you know especially yeah. if when people come out and see you you know in the college like wow we're getting paid to play okay you know <laughs> yeah that, that, but mostly for our little band i was in one band that did pretty well but i was in this other band where if, if we got paid by like free beer from the bartender at the end of the night then we were doing okay yeah because there were like 10 people at the saddle Creek bar in omaha (laughs) yeah you're not expecting it yeah we got paid one time uh in free beer um and pizza yeah i'm like that's cool i mean i'll take that i mean yeah you know so that's awesome that's good man good for you um well this has been a great time uh doug i've enjoyed the conversation y'all yeah uh, i think a nice year interview and i i i just like with you i sincerely hope that this new year is better than this this one has been the year before and uh that's something we can all hope for Mm -hmm. and um and again please you know anytime you want to come on you're more than welcome as you know your family now so yeah appreciate it metal horror family yeah that's right that's right i got i got i i have my homework so maybe i'll do a um a a a movie review to the witch or or whatever or the haunting or or i've I've got it i've got it Mm -hmm. written down on my pad cool man yeah i would love to love to start seeing movie reviews uh or you know reactions and uh if, if nothing else just just let us know what you think. I think you'll be pleasantly enjoyed. And, you know, we will have more movies for you to watch if you ever run out. So You got it. That sounds fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this has been, you know, hey, I should probably do the whole commercial, you know. 
Hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror at UnsaneRadio.com. You can listen to full episodes or download them to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Same thing on Instagram. You could look at Montag Lewis on Instagram. On YouTube, our brand new channel. If you're watching, that's where you are. It's Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. And you can also email us at HeavyMetalHorror at Yahoo.com. I think that's all of it. I think that's most of it. So this has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chop Top. And the Daily Doug. And you've been watching and listening to Heavy Metal This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs>